Avengers! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Excelsior, the world's number one Marvel's Avengers podcast. I'm your director, Christian Buckley. Joining me, as always, for your December 19th episode is the Apex legend, Jack Martin. Excelsior, Christian, and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, What a year it's been. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, You could say that again. The the MCU was absent this year. They broke their, like, decade-long streak. Um, would you still say it was a good year for Marvel, though? Um, yeah, I would say it was a good year. It wasn't the banner years we've been really experiencing since 2008, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, really, and, like, when it really got into a tribe, the MCU. But, uh, yeah, I mean, with this game, you and I historically have enjoyed it, um, Mm -hmm. maybe some months more than others, but... Yeah, I mean, it was it was an okay year for Marvel, I would say. Yeah, and I think looking at this game specifically, just, you know, compared to other games that could have launched this fall, I think this is actually a success. You know? Yeah, yeah. when you really compare it to other games recently, uh, this was a uh, banner of a, of a launch, so kudos. <laughs> yeah, um, specifically Cyberpunk, for those that aren't aware. But... Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Kate Bishop, what we're thinking of her a week out after the content drop, predicting what we expect from January for Marvel's Avengers, as well as potentially having a lead on when this next-gen version is hitting. And uh, this is some new MCU content to discuss that has been announced since last week's episode when we got that mega load of information. So um, why don't we kick things off the way we normally do with Fury's report. Now, Jack, what would you do if I told you that I don't think there's a War Table blog this week. If there is, I didn't find it, or it's late. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I admittedly didn't even look for it. Uh, at this point in the year, I feel like everyone is just like, you know what, we're done. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what, we're gonna call we're gonna call the holiday season just from like mid December till like mid January. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think we all deserve it. So yeah, I would not be surprised if there is not. A Furious reporter or anything, or a, a war table rather. Uh, looking like there is one. However, oh. it was posted on Wednesday for some reason this week. So, um, as this is coming in, along came a spider is the low power mission for your priority missions for the week. Day of the Remains is the high power level, and for completing the harm room, you will get Miss Marvel from twenty fourteen. Number two, it's um, you know that comic book cover of Kamala looking up and she's like blowing a bubble. It's that one. Very cool. So uh, those are your priority missions. There's really nothing else to speak of outside of a Marketplace update. We got a new Iron Man skin, uh, new Kate one as well. And an interesting looking Black Widow that I can't say I love. <laughs> but I, I haven't taken a look at it. Can you describe it uh, for the listeners? So she has a very, very, very short haircut. And her head seems disproportionate with how close oh. the haircut is, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Like I tacked on tell. almost. Yeah, it might just be the image, um, but it's. I guess it's cool. We're you know we're still exploring. I know short, uh, short hair Black Widow is a, a staple from like I think the eighties Black Widow comics. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to continue exploring more looks for these characters, like. We've seen 
skinny face Thor, you know, with like the long hair down. Uh, we've seen short hair Thor now, um, and then the staple Thor we've been getting from the launch game. But yeah, that Iron Man skin does look a little cool. It's a legendary one. It's got a nice uh, chest piece going on it. It looks like um, it's got some red decals over the glowing arc reactor, which is interesting. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I might have to check that one out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think for the most part, the um, sort of skins have been, have sort of remained in the pocket around the design that they made for the characters. Um, mm. Like, the overall build of the characters hasn't really changed. Um, the skins have, but they've sort of centered around the, the builds of the characters. Um, so I hope they kind of branch out. Um, we've been saying for this podcast that they don't really have the best skins at the moment so hopefully that changes yeah it is a little strange because like i know we've made those claims before but to be honest i can name you like two iron man skins that i would think of that aren't mcu you know like yeah i feel like for some of the characters specifically with the avengers i don't know if it's just because i'm a huge spider-man fan but i feel like spider-man is the one that i think alternate costumes of even though i know iron man cap they always get like some funky outfits for different comic book runs you know yeah that's a good point point. and if you look into the dc side of things uh, i think it gets more so with characters especially like batman you get like just a plethora of different takes on the character and that goes with different skins that you can get in the arkham games so yeah i think you're right um at least from our knowledge like there aren't too too many as as much as like spider-man or batman but mm -hmm. um i think there's some out there that they can get into yeah and we all think the mcu pack is inevitable it's gonna be 40 bucks for everybody and you're just gonna get them all and have a good time sure so uh, there is a piece of information, though, that is not official from Square that I wanted to bring up. Uh, this is from a retailer leak. I believe it's a European online retailer. Um, there's a PS5 version of Avengers that was listed. Now, you may be wondering, Christian, I'm listening to this podcast, and I'm playing Avengers on my PS5 right now. You fool, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking <laughs> about Way to go, Christian. Get him. <laughs> I'm talking about the you go into a store you see the PS5 shelf that has like six games on it and you're like oh Avengers I want that one um now this will also work backwards in terms of being a free upgrade if you are playing that PS4 version on PS5 or plan on upgrading to a PS5 but according to this retailer it is releasing February 26th 2021 what do you think of that Jack do you believe it's it so this is almost certainly a placeholder. Mm -hmm. um, well, I shouldn't say that. Usually online listings are placeholders. Did you say this was a physical listing or... It was a, a physical listing. Okay, so that has more merit. Um, I don't know about that. I, I'm i going to look at this with more skepticism than I am with like confirmation mm -hmm. um, because we haven't heard from uh, Crystal or Square yet. Um, it's possible. I was expecting this to be like much later in the year, mm -hmm. but it's funny when, whenever I hear next gen version of any game, my mind goes to cyberpunk, uh, because like, I'm sure with you too, like 
my mind has just gone to cyberpunk this past week because the of the horrendous launch on xbox one and playstation 4 um so it's it's funny to think of of next gen version of this game in like a very positive light um Mm -hmm. but yeah going back to i i sort of expected this to be much later on rather than earlier in the year but yeah what do you think do you do you believe this I think your skepticism is fair. The reason, because this happens all the time with games, right? Like you see a, a retail listing. Um, I listen to podcasts and listeners write in. They're like, hey, so I saw on Amazon, it said Metroid Prime 4 is coming out December 31st, 2020. Um, like you mentioned, placeholders exist. But the reason I think this might be more than that is because I don't understand why the placeholder would be a random day in February. Like, That's really specific, yeah. I, I could see it being, if it was, example, December 31st, like we see many games do, or if it was like a March 31st, because for video game companies and companies as a whole, uh, fiscal year ends at the end of March. So... I could see if it was a placeholder, it would be either of those two things for either the end of the calendar year or the end of the fiscal year. February is super random. There's no reason for it to be February unless they like threw a dart at a calendar, you know? So uh, for that reason, I'll I'll buy it a little bit. I'm a little opposite of where you were. I was kind of expecting it to be early next year because I believe the original plan was the next-gen version to launch in like around now um and i i think in terms of this game compared to like a cyberpunk the game i think is solid on current gen you know like yeah the yeah, framework has some issues <laughs> yeah it works uh-huh um so i think scaling upward there shouldn't be a problem there you know like if you're taking a base level version of a game and then making it better, I think that's significantly easier easier based on how pipelines work than building for a high-end PC and then making it worse. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's pretty feasible, like especially if they were planning on having those around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, a few months out, I, I could see that happening. I was just sort of expecting, like after the launch of this game and sort of the issues that crystal has been dealing with that those versions would be like, Hey, we're going to push this back because like, that's not our focus right now. Um, but it seems like they have been more communicative and they've been fixing a lot of issues. Um, and you're right. Like it, it doesn't seem like with cyberpunk, that is like a much bigger task. And, uh, with this game, it seems like, a lot more feasible to actually put out a next gen version so mm-hmm. yeah i mean uh, with that now i i think maybe february to april is maybe a good way of looking at a potential release for that so yeah that that's hopeful yeah so we'll see i would imagine soon you know probably early 2021 they announce the date if this is the case uh we'll see if this is paired with any significant content but um speaking of content we just got kate last week uh we talked about her we gave impressions of her operation her story and how she plays her kit the everything you expect out of a character content update now a week out 
have you played as much as you thought you were going to, Jack? I think I said before this came out that I would play like maybe for a week to get her up to 150. Um, I've played for a week. I haven't gotten her up to 150. I haven't been like really going at it. Um, mm-hmm. I've jumped back in to do some dailies. I got the weeklies that came out on Thursday. Um, so I'm like sort of progressing through her challenge card, not like as intently as I would have expected. Uh, but I think I have her around level 50 and her power level is, I think maybe exactly at yours, which I think is at 70 right now. Okay. Yeah. I, um, currently for Kate, I'm at 45, I think like 45 to 47 and power level is 70. Um, I played a fair amount the weekend after our recording last week, but considering we did our Joy Clicks Game of the Year awards this past week, I wanted to finish Ghost of Tsushima, so that was the focus of a lot of my time uh, playing games this week as well. Yeah. But, also, uh, shout out to this game for winning our Best Podcast Award. But Best Podcast Game Award. Yeah. Wow. You and I fought tooth and nail for this one. Um, oh, yes. I think So our friend Kevin, who joined us on that, was arguing for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I think was probably... Uh, worthy of debate but man if you think podcast game you think turn your brain off and what comes to mind is marvel's avengers so well deserved yeah also sorry (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I think honestly there's a value to games that do that you know like for me destiny was like that as well when we're you know not near our content drop for destiny if i'm just in there i'll be like i'll throw on like a kind of funny ps i love you or a min max show or something mm-hmm. but yeah I, I think there's absolutely value to that so congratulations avengers um you didn't win best multiplayer but you won the <laughs> award that speaks most to me yeah i mean hey th- that whether intentional or not like that idea of it being a podcast game like really made this game for me mm-hmm. in a way that i didn't necessarily expect and yeah, like, we were saying during the uh, sort of deliberations for the awards, like, you and I were saying that this was a, an additive experience of it being mm. a podcast game. Like, podcasts made it better and honestly made me want to play it more. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, if I had, like, a backlog of a bunch of different podcasts, I'd be like, well, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing when I'm listening to them. So, yeah, this this really served that purpose well. 100%. Um, before we move on from year end discussion about it, uh, I don't know if you've organized like a best of your top 10 games or top five games for the year or anything like that, but if you're planning on it or if you have, do you see Avengers claiming a spot in your top 10 or five? Yeah, I do. Um, definitely top 10. I don't know about top five. This, Mm -hmm. like I said before is strikes me more of like a seven out of 10, um, Mm -hmm. And, like, I have so many so many issues with the game that I wouldn't necessarily call this, like, one of the best games of 2020. But um, I did really enjoy my experience with it. And I honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, save for maybe, like, Apex Legends, this is probably the game I put the most amount of time into mm-hmm. uh, this year in terms of new games. So, yeah, I mean, like, I really enjoyed my experience. And I, I think it's at least noting, like, hey, I enjoyed my time with this game and uh it served me well so yeah i think i would probably put it in the top 10 for me how about you 
Yeah, I have a top 10 going on my GG right now. I'm still trying to work my way through a couple things before it becomes a final, but right now it's ninth for me, and I I think it will stay at a solid ninth or eighth place. So Cool. Um because yeah, I'm right there with you. We we've sung our praises of the campaign, of really enjoying that. Um the fact that it is a podcast game means it's something I will return to because I love me some podcasts, like you said. And it's it really is hitting a really good balance for me because I am super invested in the story they're going to be telling based on the initial campaign and what they did with Kate to the point where I care enough about these characters for whatever reasons makes that a thing for me. But combat is satisfying and it's a game that I can just enjoy playing. So um, I, it's definitely going to end up on the list for me, I think. Um, yeah and and like what we were saying excuse me like what we were saying earlier like marvel just didn't have that much of a presence this year and this was definitely the biggest presence for the brand so um maybe it didn't step up to the plate as much as sort of the mcu mcu movies do but for us at least and i think for a lot of our listeners it definitely served its purpose and it was very enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, well done, Marvel's Avengers. For sure. I'm, I'm looking forward to the the PlayStation email where it's like, these are the games you played the most this year. Yeah. Very interested about that hour count for Avengers. But um, With that being said, why don't we dip into some stark realities and look at the game leading into 2021. As it stands... Uh, from recording of this episode, there are about 13 days left in the year. I can't imagine we get more content this year. Yeah, absolutely not. I I think it's all quiet on the Western Front, as it were. Mm-hmm, yeah, because next week is Christmas. Uh, a lot of studios take time off for the holidays. Uh I think someone like a CD Projekt Red might have to double down. I don't know if after the work Crystal's been doing, which seemingly has been nonstop since launch, yeah, I don't know if they're going to work through all of next week, you know? like I don't know how their schedule works, but I, I'd imagine that next week is a bit of a lighter pause for them. Yeah, it's fair to say there will be no substantial update to the game before the end of the year it's that's pretty much it yeah so what we know is coming is the omega level version the multiplayer version of the super adaptoid fight from kate's campaign we know the aim cloning lab is also coming which is i think at this point jack i think that's the raid i i think it is um i i wish they just called it that like hey this is our raid it's the cloning lab but whatever um, and we also know Hawkeye is coming. So out of those three things, what, if not everything, do you expect to hit throughout the month of January? I would be shocked if everything hit in January. Mm-hmm. Because that's just not how this game has worked so far. Maybe at this point they're starting to get into their stride and they're going to be dropping more significant content updates in the same month, but we haven't seen that yet, so I don't think we can expect that. My thought 
about update excuse me my thought about updates for this game is are character updates big updates for this game like does crystal view them in a similar light as uh i don't know a beyond light or like season seven of apex even though to us they're sort of more bite-sized experience where yeah it's a new character but and new story but other than that there's not that much um because if so that might be we might not see hawkeye till like february if that's the case Mm -hmm. um but i don't know What, what do you think about that so i think the way i've been looking at this is the way i sort of look at smash bros because smash bros new content is character based you know Mm -hmm. um it gets a little hazy and obviously it's not a one-to-one comparison but i think regardless of the amount of content that comes along with a character update and with kate i thought it was a solid amount of stuff to do you know it wasn't really addressing the issues that a lot of people have with the game but there still was a fair amount of stuff to do um i think on the crystal side if i was on that team i would assume based on the way they are talking about characters that they're viewing character drops as a big deal in terms of getting the game in the zeitgeist again you know um similar to the way apex is really only in the news for a limited time event or any character or season you know right i think for them anything that is new probably fills that void of hey this is the big thing for the game this month um that being said i agree with you i think there's a safe chance that hawkeye slips into february and the cloning lab or honestly probably just the super adaptoid hits in january um i after my time with ghost of tsushima this year and playing through ghost of tsushima legends specifically I cannot tell you how much a solid raid would do for this game. <laughs> like, I, I played the Legends raid with some of my friends. We basically took an entire week, a couple nights out of that week, and just chipped away at the raid because they allowed you to, like, pause midway through. It's split up into acts. Um I think with a game like Avengers where there's an excitement behind the entire cast, not specifically the way, or not saying that Ghost doesn't have that, you know, because there are four classes, but if there's a well-done raid, I would like to play it as Thor. I'd like to play it as Kate, you know? Black Widow, even. So I I really think that's probably what they want to get done first, feasibly i don't know how much work has to be done still versus a character content update so i don't know what's more likely to hit in january um but i think baseline the super adaptive fight hits january for sure yeah i think that's fair to expect um i mean like technically it's already in the game they just need to implement that elsewhere like into its mm-hmm. own mission that you can replay over and over so i right. i think that's pretty feasible um i think you're right though like we've been saying this for weeks at this point maybe even months like the multiplayer in this game is just not there and there's nothing drawing you into play with your friends so i think you made the very excellent uh suggestion of doing like 
a attack on New York style um, raid situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we'll, we won't, we definitely won't get that anytime soon. But if we do, could you imagine like the game just marketing like, hey, remember that event that we're all so familiar with in 2012? Yeah, you can play that. And you can do that with the existing uh, Avengers catalog that you want to do that and like sort of replay the scenario. Or you can just do mm-hmm. it with like weird characters um that we have at this point that'd be so much fun and i think it would draw a lot of people in um so yeah i'm i'm hopeful that raid-like experiences drop sooner than later yeah um based on again this was sort of leaning to more speculation but based on conversations we've had recently i'm kind of expecting them to be reworking the raid a little bit just because of how long it's taken um because at this point, I can't imagine that the reason the raid isn't in the game yet is because they still want to iron out bug fixes because, yes, they're still fixing bugs with every update and patch, but I, I think if the raid dropped in, like, November, that would have been a more reasonable explanation, you know? Yeah. So it's hard to see where the priorities lie in terms of content, but, yeah... I, I think the raid would help so much, and I would love if it hit January. I'd be okay if Hawkeye was February if they got the raid out in January, but yeah, out of the two, I really don't know which one I think is more likely for the next month. Yeah, I mean, they've been working presumably on the cloning lab for, I don't know, before launch and since launch, definitely. So I think that's probably more likely compared to the Hawkeye story, um, uh, you know, event. But yeah, it's 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 hard to say. We don't we don't really have like a solid groove of content updates for this game. Um, Kate was the most significant one since launch. Um, so we we it's hard to speculate because we don't there aren't too many precedents in place yet. Mm-hmm. I think we'll get to that point maybe in like March or April. Um, but yeah, I think Cloning Lab is probably the most significant one that's next, I would say. Sure. Now, in terms of marketing for the game, do you think that we get a new character reveal? Yes, I do. Um, we haven't had a War Table like, live stream anytime recently, I don't think. And Yeah, the last one was the Deep Dive. Yeah, okay, yes, so that was recent. My bad. So, that... I think we'll probably maybe intro Hawkeye, like Clint, and then uh, leave us with like a tease um, f- for a character that we all know is coming. Um, we just need the official, official confirmation. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think we might get that in January. Yeah, I think like I think this isn't really anything too specific, but I think spider-man based on what they said in terms of early 2021 and i think black panther in terms of they were gonna show him launch week i don't know if it would be out of the question to get a surprise see you in 2021 teaser trailer for black widow this year for sorry not black, black widow uh, black panther yeah yeah i mean I, I yeah i could i could see that happening at some point mm-hmm. so It'd be, I think that'd be exciting. I think it would give the game some good buzz going into the new year. Um, so I think a Black Panther thing soon-ish. 
makes a lot of sense, you know, and it's going to give us more things to talk about and speculate in terms of gameplay and how everything will work out for the future of this game. But safe to say, if you want to place your bets on things, um, Adaptoid, that's what you're getting in January. <laughs> yeah, nothing too much. Yeah, so. Uh, that being said, though, why don't we look to the MCU? Because meanwhile, we got a brand new Marvel show announced, Jack. Yeah. And we don't really know what it is. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, first up, I really don't know why this wasn't announced with the rest of the slate last week. Yeah, I... I maybe because it was like somewhat confusing to explain. Sure, because I'm definitely confused. Um, yeah. So... I'll bring up a point in a second, but I have Marvel.com pulled up. Um, on December 15th, it was announced that Marvel Studios debuts a new series for Disney Plus called Marvel Legends, sorry, Marvel Studios Legends. Uh, relive iconic MCU moments with Marvel Studios Legends. Um, the article for Marvel.com reads, The MCU is expanding with the start of Phase 4, in addition to the arrival of Marvel Studios One Division on Disney Plus on January 15th a new ongoing series that will dive deeper into the stories of the MCU's most compelling characters. Coming exclusive to Disney+, Marvel Studios Legends is a new series that will showcase individual characters viewers have come to know and love over the years and revisit some of their most iconic moments. Marvel Studios Legends kicks off by highlighting Wanda Maximoff and Vision, the two stars of WandaVision, and their interconnected paths across the MCU that led them both here. Um, the first two episodes featuring Wanda and Vision premiere on January 8th, 2021. Now, uh, there's a little more that is like a synopsis for Marvel Legends. I'll read that too. Um, the MCU continues to expand. Marvel Legends celebrates and co codifies? 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 What has become before? Uh, or what has come before, revisit the epic heroes, villains, and moments across the MCU and prep for highly anticipated series still to come. Okay. Um, I don't know if this is, like, an in-universe thing or if this is, like, a previously on Dragon Ball Z type deal. Like, I don't know what yeah. to expect out of this. It's, uh, they don't give us a lot. Um, it, it's, so it's definitely, like, a retrospective series. Mm -hmm. Um, but you and I were sort of wondering, like, is this, so you were mentioning, like, is this in the universe, like, is someone, like, interviewing these characters, like, in a documentary style, or is this out of universe where it's, like, are we talking with Elizabeth Olsen to, like, get her read on where Scarlet Witch is at at this point, uh, or Paul Bettany for Vision? Um, we really don't know. Um, my thought for this is that it's not that big of a deal. That's why mm -hmm. they didn't announce it, and that's why it's kind of shadow-dropping in a way in January. Not, I guess not shadow-dropping, mm -hmm. but, like, quietly launching. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see when it when it comes out in a month, but, yeah, it we I guess we don't have too much information on it. It is sort of baffling, though, that we don't. Sure, yeah. I, I did see somebody bring up a interesting point about another project that was not at the disney investor day but was revealed this week um yeah very very vague thing about the mandalorian so if you're super hypersensitive about spoilers skip 20 seconds um the book of boba fett was announced 
at the end as a post-credits thing for Amanda Season 3. That was rumored over the past year that there was a Boba Fett miniseries. We're not really sure what the Book of Boba Fett is, but we know it's coming next December. Um, that was not an announcer, uh, Investor's Day. So I can't imagine this is on that level, but no, it's, it's um, weird we got two announcements this week, you know, about shows that weren't there. Yeah, and so, yeah, definitely all the, the big guns were fired during the uh, Disney Investor Day. Um, there was also some speculation about some Star Wars shows that we didn't expect, like the one you just mentioned, and um, there's some other ones, I think, um, that were Visions? sort of rumored. What was it? Or Sorry, like you're talking about like rumored that wasn't there. Yeah, rumored that, that weren't there. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, I think I think it's possible that they didn't lay all their cards on the table, uh, and they definitely didn't with like the next Spider-Man three, because that's um, Sony owned, so they can't really talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one is definitely smaller scale than the other ones that we're sort of hinting at. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is odd though. This this this, I can't even picture what this is. Yeah, because, like, I see a world, you, you alluded to it, but, like, I see a world where this is from the perspective of the Watchers, you know, sort of how, like, mm. what if is. Um, but I, I think it is much more likely that, take a step back, look at the MCU, it's, what, 23 movies deep? Right. That's a big ask for some people that are, like, they subbed for The Mandalorian, and they're like, I like Marvel, you know? So, like... <laughs> I, I really think that this is what you said. I bet it's like a, I made a joke, I think, when I texted you. I was like, oh, it's like a, a highlight clip reel episode of a sitcom. Like, I think it's probably yeah. that. <laughs> like an abridged video essay on YouTube going over the history of these characters in this world. Um, like everything you need to know about Wanda Maximoff in under six minutes from IGN. Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's possible. But with the official MCU Marvel Studios stamp, I'm assuming yeah i think you're right um would be really funny if we got those um teenagers from the spider-man movies that sort of like betty brant or whoever the other character is um Mm -hmm. doing like a funny stupid video essay on that we definitely won't get that but that'd be hilarious yeah that'd that'd be very very cool um I'll, i'll throw this out there too because i think kevin feige confirmed this existed but have michael pena just do the introduction every week oh my know? god yes and just like a recap and then it leads into the actual episode because like that'd be cool maybe just for the ant-man one when we eventually get to the ant-man episode of marvel legends but um absolutely yeah that's uh the new mcu content coming up um i welcome it even though i don't know what it will be and it's probably fluff yeah, uh, I'm on the same boat. I'll watch the Wanda one. I'll see what the fuss is about. And then if the Vision one is... Like, I like Vision, so I'd probably watch the Vision one too. But after that, I don't know how how and I'd be. Um, yeah. Now, do you think if this truly is just like a... We're releasing these things to catch people up because the WandaVision show is happening. Do you think this is a week-to-week show? Or do you think they just drop an episode of the show whenever there's new content like do we get a sam wilson bucky barnes episode in march yeah i think it's as needed like what you were mentioning um i think they purposely talked about the wandavision one or uh, scarlet witch legends um 
because WandaVision is coming out in January. And yeah, I think you're right. I think once March rolls around or late February, we'll get um, a Bucky one and we'll get a Sam Legends as well. Um, and then throughout Phase 4, it's weird to say, man, Phase 4. Throughout Phase 4, I think we'll get certain Legends episodes or whatever it actually ends up being. Yeah, well, uh, we'll, we'll see what becomes of it. Again, probably don't have to expect much out of it, but... Yeah. Um, I think that wraps up everything in Marvel this past week, Jack. I don't know if you had any other Investor Day fallout that's been drudged I, up over the past week that you want to talk about but there has I, been some stuff here and there yeah i do actually so okay um i i told you about this a little bit earlier i was reading i actually su- successfully read through secret invasion um the run that the uh recently announced secret secret invasion uh series uh is inspired from Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed it. Um, I f- have found that the big sort of team up comic runs fall short because there's way too much going on. Mm-hmm. I think the balance is better struck in a movie that, especially with characters that you've seen grow up for the past 10 years. Um, whereas jumping in with like a comic series, there's like literally a hundred characters on the page. And I know maybe, 20 to 30 of them you know and Mm -hmm. not all of them are fleshed out in certain ways and i think with the medium of comics it's sometimes difficult to read who's even speaking um especially with narration but yeah i think the premise itself is the most exciting where scrolls um have infiltrated the earth and by the time people find out it's like already too late and um i think we can expect something similar with the Uh, sort of limited run series and especially with characters that we've seen for the past like i mentioned 10 years probably more at that point it will be very interesting to see their take on it so yeah interested yeah uh, i i know we've had some discussions about the concept of secret wars and secret invasion in the past like are you worried at all about adapting that because like we read civil war last year for this show and that was significantly different from Civil War in the MCU. Like, some themes carried over in terms of, like, security and agency, in terms of corruption in government, but, like, the moment-to-moment stuff was different. The reason for Civil War was different. Like, do you see a world where secret invasion can be done based on the attachments people have to so many characters in the MCU that doesn't feel like it's you know, like, poo-pooing on all of that. Yeah, 100%. So I'll spoil the end of the comic run. You can skip ahead, like, 20 seconds. Um, but, like, it really doesn't matter because I don't think this was this will ha- this is how the MCU is going to take it. But by the end of that comic, Iron Man basically finds, like, a spaceship full of, like, the actual characters that we know. And mm-hmm. it's, like, revealed that the scrolls like, captured them copied themselves after those characters and then like stored them away in case they needed them um so basically at the end like it's revealed that those characters like have always been those characters and they were just squirreled away somewhere so like they come back they're reclaimed as those characters it's not like oh Mm -hmm. no iron man was a scroll like the entirety of the time we knew him and now he's dead uh no like they they got those characters back so in a way it was somewhat cheapened but like 
they could continue on being those characters. So that was fine. I think if we get something like that, that will happen. Like if Captain Marvel's like, oh yeah, I was a scroll. It would have been like Captain Marvel was the scroll after like Endgame. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it'll be mm-hmm. anything that drastic that like affects our outlook on the character. Um, so yeah, I- I'm not super worried. I think at this point we've mentioned that Phase Four is gonna be weird, but I have sort of all faith in the MCU and Kevin Feige that it will be handled properly. Very nice. Well, um, good to hear then, because I, I was a little worried. You know, like I'm dreading the day it's like, oh, uh, Scott Lang was a scroll for all of Ant Man two or something like that. Like I don't, I don't know if that's the extent, but hearing that it can be done well, I think is uh, reassuring, and I'm sure they would do it well. Um, because there was that Nick Fury reveal, right, that he was a scroll in for like a while. Yeah, yeah, we haven't gotten an answer of like how long it's been. Yeah, I wasn't really upset by that. I was kind of into it. Um, I'm assuming he's been a scroll since he left in Winter Soldier. Yep. Um that's that's a safe I safe bet. Yeah, and I'm cool with that still because like the moment still hit for everything since then, and um, considering it was Talos as well, like I really like Talos, so yeah, like totally. seeing him fill into that role, I I'm cool with that too. So I think they can absolutely do it and not have it feel cheapened, but um. It's funny you mentioned that too, because recently I was looking into like iconic Fantastic Four comics to read to mm-hmm. sort of like get some more familiarity. Because as a kid, I loved the Fantastic Four. Um, it was like Spider Man and them from, I don't know if it was like cartoons, the fact that like the Human Torch was in some Spider Man games as a kid or what, but like I really liked the Fantastic Four and. I don't think they have matured based on my experience with them. So I'm looking to comics. I'm trying to see if there's been some like reinventions of them since. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we like can um, campy one. start reading some comics again for the show and sort of yeah. fill out the, uh, the dry weeks. Yeah. I'd be down to do that. You know, we got a lot of new characters coming up. We got like that moon Knight. We got a uh, fantastic four. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. But, um, I think that wraps up Marvel for the week and in turn Excelsior. So Jack, where can the agents of Excelsior find you? Sure. You can follow me on social media at fascinated Jack. Um, like I said, in our sort of video game deliberation, um, if you like that Pokemon show, we did maybe look out for next year. Cause I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll get some updates. What for about sure, you for sure? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Chris and Buckley. This show is available on youtube.com slash joyclicks, along with our Star Wars show, Jedi Knights, uh, the Joyclicks Games cast, and if you're curious, the Joyclicks Game of the Year Awards. If you want the audio version, though, you can get that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you can rate or review on your platform of choice, it'd be greatly appreciated, because it helps us out a ton. And if you want to get involved further, you can go to patreon.com slash joyclicks, for the one, two, or five dollar tiers to help the shows keep going and get producer credit like Aaron Easton. So thank you very much. And um, that's going to do it. So until next time. Oh, um, next Friday is when we record. Usually next Friday is Christmas. So we'll see what scheduling looks like for an episode next weekend. But stay tuned on Twitter, Excelsior JC, if you want uh, up to date updates on that. But. Definitely. 
Uh, until next time, Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs>